This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Switching and saving with Geico is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like, why do people say it goes without saying and then say it anyway? I mean, if it really goes without saying, you should instead not say it and just give a knowing look? Well, folks, it goes without saying. Uh, what does? The thing that I'm not going to say. Okay. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. You're listening to the West Amway podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi. Hello and welcome to the West Hamway podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWH employee. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go, including the London Stadium, where today we turned them over to take ourselves fourth in the league which completes a fantastic week for the Amers. We talk about that game and so much more before getting news from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. That's all coming up on tonight's show. We're top of the Europa League group. We're fourth in the Premier League. We've just beaten those cunts. Can life get any better? Um, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> it's not too bad, is it? <laughs> I'm joking. It's absolutely <laughs> amazing, mate. I mean, honestly, I couldn't be more buzzing after today. It was just such a perfect day. I mean, I tweeted if Carlsberg did days and stuff because it was yeah. just so perfect. You know, we we kicked off with one of my favourite all-time um, players and heroes as a kid or, as mm. at our um, pre-match event, which obviously went really, really well. And then you go to the game and um, and then you beat your your main rivals and you, and you you get the win and you're fourth in the league you're sitting way ahead in the Europa League it, it just you're in all the cup competitions it is just a great time to be um, a West Ham fan at the moment and you know I, I couldn't really be happier this is just like all those years of like supporting this club and wanting to be 
like in the position we're in now, and we're finally there. And I'm just so so proud of everything to do with West Ham. You know, I think I think we, you know, we're playing well. We've got a squad that um, that people are jealous of. We've got a manager that's doing great. Um, you know, the atmosphere is coming back to the stadium and stuff. Um, and when you look at all the other clubs around us, you know, they're, you, they're all financed by, you know, where they should be at the top. You know, they, they're there because they're just throwing money at everything, whereas we are doing it the right way. We're doing it from good recruitment, good management, good morale within the team, good squad selection. You know, everything that a successful football team should be about and, and would have been a few years ago, we are achieving right now. And it's a really great time, really great. Well, it's just a buzz, mate, isn't it? I mean, you know, X, it's, how can I put it? We've spent our whole lives as West Ham fans, and there are people listening to this show that are older than us, and they've seen even worse times, but are lucky enough to have seen very good times and lift trophies, and we haven't experienced that. But talking about me and you personally, because we're about the same age, I mean, we've been through some, some shit with West Ham and we've seen players that don't give a fuck and we've seen relegations and we've seen underperformances, we've seen protests, we've seen all the shit times. We've, you know, a, a, a good amount of good times as well, don't get me wrong. But it does always seem like a roller coaster with West Ham. But at the moment, if you take last season into account and you take this season into account, it just feels like we're on a steady ship now. And it does feel like, for the first time consistently in a long time, that we are a proper football club, doesn't it? You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. We've got the manager, we've got the players, we've got the consistency, we've got all these competitions that we're competing in. And honestly, I, I think that there ain't a, a club out there that fancies playing West Ham. Why would they? Do you know what no, I mean? We're, we're exactly. dangerous home or away. And I just think what a time to be a West Ham fan now. Oh, 100%. I mean, you go through that team and, and and as I've said for a while now, every single one of those players seems like a good bloke that, that they're, they're proud to play for the club. They like playing with each other. They're, they're, it just seems like they all play for the manager. The manager's got the right backroom staff. Um, everything just seems as you would want it. I mean, that that, that first eleven that we've got now, um, you know, maybe not individually, but certainly as a team is the best team now categorically that I've ever supported since being a West Ham fan now because we can say it because we're consistent you know we're beating teams there's no there is no team that I go into a match with um, now thinking that we don't stand a chance of winning you know I expect I don't expect us to win every game and mm. yes I accept the likes of probably Man City Chelsea and Liverpool as the as the league table shows are probably slightly better than us at the moment but I still think we can match them and I still think we have a chance on our day of beating those sides. You know, I don't, I don't fear anyone. And it's the same in the Europa League. And obviously when the, the Champions League teams drop into it, you don't quite know who you're going to get. But even then, I still fancy our chances. We're, everything, like, you know, you look at, look at Ben Johnson, for example, right? You know, losing Shafal could have been huge because yep. he was yep. runner runner up in Hammer of the Year last year. And, you know, mm. we all know how great he's been arguably signing of the season in the whole Premier League last year. Um, absolute rock. Love him to bits. Think he's a great right back. Really, really superb. But Ben Johnson was absolutely amazing today. A superb player. Mm. And when it comes to man of the match, it's very, very hard to choose this week. But he's certainly got to be in the running because I thought he was superb getting up and down the 
flank, you know, marking their wingers, bearing in mind, you know, he was playing against um, Son and uh, uh, Moreira. You know, he was, um, he was brilliant. Lucas, whatever his name is, he was, he was brilliant against them and he got up and down that wing brilliantly. He, he switched the player numerous times superbly and he just came in and slotted in as if he'd been there the whole time. And that is what seems to be able to happen at the moment. You know, if we have a centre-back, we bring in either Dawson or Diop. They, they slot in perfectly. You know, you've got um, Flasic and Lanzini seem to be able to come in when needed and, and do a job. You know, I just feel that everyone is able to slot into that team and I, and I still maintain that is because of the morale and the that's been created by David Moyes and his backroom mm. staff you know mm. all of the players don't resent each other you know in the past if you were the right back that had been kept out of the team you were almost resentful of the fact you hadn't been in the team whereas now they seem to all really support each other and I bet you I mean I don't know factually but I bet you two of the first people to congratulate Ben Johnson on how well he's playing at the moment will be Shafal and Fredericks yes. who, who he who are his direct position rivals you know yes. and that's and that's what that's what feels so good about this team at the moment just that constant just positivity about everything and, and and what you also have to bear in mind is yes a few of the players are are getting on a bit but there's some players that I don't think are even at their peak yet you know and and so things can only get stronger and stronger yeah I think you made some great points there mate and you're right to focus on Ben Johnson for now because he was brilliant again. And <clears throat> do you know we haven't conceded a single goal this season when he's played? No. I could that what you will, but that's not a bad record to have, is it? Uh, no, not at all. And I and I think it's fully deserved because I just think he I think he's brilliant. He's got everything you would want in a modern day fullback. You know, he's yeah. got he's got pace, he's got directness, he can pass the ball, he can cross the ball, he knows when to put his foot in and when not to put his foot in, he's disciplined, you know, he's not rash in the tackle because you know, obviously we had Dixie on the, on the pre-match event. He's mm. not like I mean Julian Dix in the aces and the Nice absolute legend and you know one of my favorite ever players he wouldn't be able to play in, in this Premier League now I don't think because as he said uh, as he said technically he would because he was an amazing player but in terms of his strategies that he was talking about today in terms of he was uh, against the pacey winger he just kicked them and intimidated them you can't do that now because you just get booked and sent off so you have to be disciplined in your in your tackles and when to put your foot in and when not to in the modern game and that's what Ben Johnson is very good at and what is also very good about him is his personality he's a you know he's a, he's a good lad I think he went to school sort of near where us he might have gone to Trinity school possibly in Woodford yeah I think so I, I think he did or certainly in that area anyway he's definitely from that area his family are all church going he's very um, much in that mode too he doesn't drink I don't think I don't think he goes out particularly much um, like you know on the lash or whatever he's dedicated his um, career and everything to making it at the top level in football um, I don't know if you saw there was a he he tweeted or put it on Instagram like a, like he'd found an old um, school book or something from when he was at primary school and it was something like when he was like seven and I think and it said something like I want I, I want to dedicate my I want to try really hard or something to be a professional footballer and it was like you know that he put believe in your dreams or something like that and I just think he's the perfect model off the pitch and you mm-hmm. see obviously Declan gets on really well with him I think all the other players do and I just think that's so important how many times we have stressed that in the past we may have recruited good players 
in terms of their technical ability, but we haven't recruited the right players in terms of their mentality. Mm. And I think that's what we've got right now. We've got players that really, really want to play for this club and dedicate their professional lives to making sure they're at their very best for us. And he's the the epitome of that. Yeah. I want to stay on Johnson for a minute because you're absolutely right. I mean, he's a great lad who lives his life in the right way. And what really impressed me about him off the pitch <clears throat> is that he's actually taken his coaching badges now. I don't know if you knew this or not. No, I didn't, no. He's actually doing his coaching badges now at his age. And do you know what? I look at that and I think, wow. Like, people talk about students of the game. And it's funny, actually, because Roy King gets a right fucking out with Gary Neville quite publicly when he says he's a student of the game. He's a student of the game. Roy King says we're all fucking students of the game because we play it. Mm-hmm. But... In my my definition of a student of the game is someone that plays it, loves it, and lives it. And when you look at Ben Johnson, at his young age, to have broken through to the West Ham squad, patiently wait for his opportunity, perform and deliver when he gets that opportunity, and then, in his spare time, take up coaching badges. I mean, the maturity of the kid and the composure that he has on the ball. And let's not forget, right, that's an impressive record in terms of every time he started this season, we ain't conceded a goal. But when you look at his appearances collectively so far for West Ham, uh, since he he first made his debut, and I don't know what it is, maybe 20, let's say, I don't know. If you look at the first six or seven of those appearances, fuck me, did we throw him in at the deep end? Mm. I mean, he played against Man City, Liverpool. You know, these are big games we threw him in against. And he's versatile. He can play right back. He can play left back. But nothing phases him. And he's a bit like Declan Rice in terms of his mentality, his professionalism, and the way he approaches games. You know, he, he never seems phased. He's got that, that air of confidence about him. And I know he comes from good stock in terms of ability within his family. I know Ledley King is his cousin, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Paul, Paul Parker, I think, is his uncle. Yeah. Um, what? I mean, what fantastic defenders they were. Yeah, so, it, so his blood, his bloodline is right up there. Yeah. And, um, and, and I just think, I, I mean, I called it in this podcast a, a, quite a long time ago, actually, when I said, I think we've got a special player there. And mm. I think he is. And do you know what? X is only going to get better with that experience that he's getting. I, I, I really like him. And again, to have another Academy product, in that first 11, just warms your heart, doesn't it? Mm. And you think, do you remember the uproar that there was that Jeremy and Gakia yes. was um, released? Yes. Uh, yes. And, and I always said at the time that Ben Johnson is meant to be the better player. And that is partly behind the reason because Jeremy and Gakia was saying that he, wanted, he wouldn't sign new contracts unless he was guaranteed to be in the first team. And, um, you know, West Ham was saying, well, I think I think at the time, if I remember correctly, we, we did have Schaffel or, or might not have had him. I can't remember but certainly we knew we were going to be getting him. Um, Fredericks was there. Ben Johnson was there. And also we've got Ashby knocking around on the subs yeah, bench. I like him, and, Ashby. Yeah, and he's a talented player as well. Another one that we got from Chelsea. You know, we do well from taking mm-hmm. players from Chelsea's academy when they release them because, let's be honest, if you're at Chelsea's academy, 
the chances of you breaking through to the first team are so minimal that even if you get released by them, it's a good thing. I mean, Mason Mount and a couple of them, Hudson Adoy and Abraham, suffer a few exceptions, but even then, Abraham's been shipped on and Hudson Adoy doesn't start regularly. You know, they've got a few others, I know, Reese James, etc., etc. But there are hundreds of players in their academy. When you see Chelsea's transfers that are just loaned out every single season and mm. never really make it, you know, we've took. Um, What's his name? Uh, Pierre Emenkwell. Well, we're wet. I can't remember his name now. But that the guy we signed from in the summer from them, he's meant to be doing really, really brilliant as well. Um, you know. So anyway, what I'm saying is, is that Ashby's a great player too. So, but Johnson is is going to be a brilliant player, brilliant player. And I will make a bold prediction again. And I guess it's probably not even that bold now. But I would say I think he'll play for England at some point soon. I think not maybe in the next year or so. Uh, because at right back, um, particularly we're extremely blessed at the moment. But I think by the time he's 25, 26, he'll have got an England cap. So given his versatility, do you think he is the ready-made replacement for Creswell? Um, it's, it's a good question. Um, in some ways, yes, I think he's better at right back. That that's because that is his position. That's his natural position. And I think but he can play both, though, can't he? He, he can, yeah. And then he started off playing left back for us. Um, but I think naturally he's a better right back than he is left back. But you you could argue in order to keep Shafal or to keep Ashby and Johnson long term, that's what he'll have to do. Um, so but the the, the versatility is something that you need to make sure that you keep you keep hold of because having a fullback that can play either side you know is so useful to having a squad um that i think we need to get him tied down which i think the club are trying to do or intending to do get him tied down on a, a long-term deal and just see him see him grow and grow and grow and I, I just i was so proud of him today and then at the end of the game um where i sit i sit in the billy bond stand and both Declan and Johnson just had their arms on each other walking around. Johnson was kissing the badge. You know, it just, it just, you know, you can tell how proud these players are to play for West Ham. And that's, that is what I love. You know, we did a a extra time interview with Sebastian Schemmel and, you know, you and I were absolutely gobsmacked at how much he did love West Ham. And it, it, it immediately makes you respect and love them more when you, when you know that. And I think that is what you can see from every player. I don't think there's any player at the club at the moment that thinks, oh, I'm not really happy here. I miss playing for whoever. I want to go back here, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The only one possibly, if you had to try and pick one, maybe Yarmolenko. But even then, I don't think he makes it very obvious and stuff. I think everyone is just proud to play for this club and, mm. and do, does their best, whatever they're called upon. Mm. So what did you make of the game today? Um, I thought it was in, an interesting game. I thought we slightly edged it. I wouldn't say we, we battered them, but I think we were the better team. And I think we deserved the win. I mean, Tottenham didn't have a huge amount of chances, but that was because of the defending and the keeping. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say I thought Fabianski was brilliant today. You know, I've been someone that has been quite critical of him yeah. um, in, in the past, but I think today it was back to how I used to see him perform and the performances yeah. that I, I used to really rate him on. I thought he commanded the box brilliantly. 
there was about three or four times that Spurs got down and, and cut crosses in and he he timed his um, run outs to claim the crosses perfectly both in the air and on the ground there was one really good claim he took from either, I can't remember, a corner or a free kick um, where he came out of his off his line and took it really well. He made a good save from Harry Kane in the first half, the header um, and I think there was another one, a one-on-one possibly with Son from memory because obviously I was like the games I haven't watched the replays but uh, yeah I thought Fabianski was brilliant and then in front of him my god I told you at the time I don't mean to rub it in I don't mean that arrogantly but I said what a good signing Zuma would be and I don't think even I when I said that thought he would be as good as he is now like I, I think he's been an amazing signing um, I think he's so good I think he's everything you want in a centre back you know he's fast he's powerful he's good in the air he's calm on the ball um, he's a leader I think the, the partnership that him and Ogbonna have is, is brilliant um, and I think having him there is great I think Ogbonna's obviously been a, a very good player for us since he joined from Juventus um, which is obviously a good CV but certainly the last two, three years. He's been brilliant. And I think the renaissance of Aaron Cresswell, he's the assist king at the moment. You know, again, I haven't watched the replay, but I assume it was his corner that we scored from. Um, and and he gets an assist almost every game. I know that because he's in my fancy team for, for those of us that appreciate the beauty of that game and, uh, and, and the tactical nous that you have to have to play it well. Um, um, so, yeah, he's... And, and I just think that I just think the defence is just so solid and then sitting in front of them you've got a world-class player uh, and, and, it, and it is no doubt that that guy is world-class every single game he plays is an eight and I say every week an eight or a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten um, and again he kept all these Tottenham players quiet and he just does everything so right I can't remember ever Think like re- like very 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 rarely thinking oh Declan what you're doing or Declan do this or oh like every, everything is just done so well um, and I just think that that is such a good backbone and then I'm sorry to keep going on but I'm just so loving this team at the moment you've got a man up top that can't stop scoring mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just it's just really really good and I, I wouldn't have said today was our best performance of the season but it was it was uh, it was convincing and it was good enough to get the job done and get the result and that ultimately that's all that matters yeah you're absolutely right that is all that matters I don't care if we were a shower of shit today if we got the win that's good enough for me mm. I mean in terms of the performance I did think that we lacked a bit of <clears throat> fluidity intensity it wasn't the the kind of exciting top level West Ham that we're used to seeing in recent times but I did think we were well structured well disciplined everyone clearly knew their jobs I think you're spot on I think defensively we were fa- we were absolutely fantastic um I don't know yeah I mean you look at like Zuma solid absolutely solid full now's worked hard and show quality on the ball Johnson as we've spoke about show composure I think tenacity Creswell experience quality and composure Fabianski you're right and I'm pleased you said that I thought he was outstanding today and Antonio led the line well ridiculous strength I mean it was so funny some of them fucking Tottenham defenders like ragdolls off him weren't they yeah. and, and I don't think he seemed even that fit today he seemed, no, a, bit t- seemed a bit tired and yet he yeah, still he did. does that so. yeah, he did. I know it's unbelievable 
incredible, wasn't it? And obviously he mm. scored the winner as well. Yeah. Bowen worked his socks off. I yeah. love Jared. I mean, mm. fucking hell. He, every single week, he just works himself to the bone. I love him for that. Yeah. And Declan Rice, I mean, fucking hell. I mean... <sighs> How much more X can we say about Declan Rice that we haven't said before? It's just every single week we say the same things about him. He's, and, and that's what I said last week, though, X. You know, world-class players perform on a weekly basis. They're exactly. consistent. And it doesn't matter who they play or at what level. It doesn't matter if he plays at Premier League level or for England. Mm. He still plays to the same standard. Mm. And he does it in a way. You know, Declan, it's fascinating, really, when you look at Declan. He's so young. But, you know, to be a captain of a football club and to play with a smile on his face, and even when it was kicking off with, with the players, I don't know if you noticed, well, you might not have got a good like close-up shot of it because you were at the game. I was watching it on the telly. But when it was kicking off, because that fucking two-bob cunt, whoever his name is, he had a nightmare, by the way. I think that's, that, that's what it was with him. He was frustrated. What's his, what's his face? The, um, their centre-half. Oh, yeah, Eric Dyer. No, 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 the other one. Oh, uh, Romero. Yes, yeah. Mm. I mean, he was having a poor game, and I think Fournau's mugged him off a couple of times, spinning him left, right, and centre. And then he actually, ironically, put in a good tackle on Fournau's. And then when Fournau's went down, I've actually seen a few people say that Romero spat him. I didn't yeah, see Yeah, I that. saw that on Twitter. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if no. I've seen it, but I saw that on Twitter, people saying that. No, I mean, I didn't see it. But, I mean, for the amount of people to have said that he'd done it... Mm and not do it is unrealistic. So he must've mm. done something, but um, he was frustrated, I think. But the, what I'm saying is, you know, it kicked off on the back of him having a pop at four nails when he was on the ground and Declan straight away, when everyone's got the hump, I mean, even in a situation like that, Dex got a smile on his face. He's running into the crowd, with that captain's armband on. And the way that he handles those situations, I don't know. He has this aura of, come on lads, let's not take life too seriously. And that's, that's what I think is so special about him. I mean, like I said, I, I have met Declan. You and I have met his brothers and stuff. You know, he, he, they, they are such a grounded family. They are really genuinely nice people. And, he, and ever since he's been in the, football te- in the football team, then yes, obviously his circle of friends have changed. And, you know, he hangs around with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joshua. And he hangs around with like all these people that are sort of made something of themselves now so he but he's still the same person he's still the same person at heart and he's a you know he respects his roots and stuff he still lives where he grew up he still visits the same um youth center that i think he used to go to to play football at and still respects everyone you know um, I, i'm aware he gave like for the england final um against Italy in the euros i'm aware that he got in contact with a load of his coaches um like at all levels that have helped him and got them tickets for the game as a thank you yeah as a thank you for him being in that final and and, you know and he's just um he is just genuinely such a top bloke and i think i think that helps so much of him being and being the way he is and and like you said mate he's 22 Uh, you know it's it's frightening mate some footballers don't even haven't even started playing at that age yet Mm. you know you think of the likes of um well, Antonio for one, but then you look further back in terms of like Ian Wright and, um, you know, other players, Jamie Vardy, people like that, they've had to make themselves all the way up. He's been playing for West Ham in the Premier League as captain for numerous games and England um, 
already played so many times. I mean, he's played like almost 30 times for England or something it's already. Mad, something like that. And he's 22. I mean, what what is he going to be like when he's 27, 28, when you're at your peak, peak for a midfielder? Um, mm. and, well, any player, but certainly a midfielder. I think he's just going to be sensational. I, I, I genuinely do think he can just go so far um and i i just i just pray that he stays at west ham i mean i totally understand if he doesn't but if he could stay at west ham and finish his career here you know he would be up there with bobby moore billy bonds and the the elite um establishment at west ham you know if he did that because you know if only bobby <clears throat> and Jeff Hurst and Trevor Brookin have stayed at West Ham for as long as um, most of, you know, most of their career, Trevor Brookin, so obviously being the only one that did play his whole career at West Ham and be at that level of playing um, at the top for England and stuff. I mean, you know, Billy Bonds, after joining us from Charlton, played so many games for us um, and went on to be an absolute legend and was a legend, but he wasn't, you know, an England international. He wasn't, by definition, a world-class player. He was a world-class player for West Ham, but probably not technically, as Julian was saying today as well, a world-class player in the game, whereas Declan Rice is going to be a world-class player in the game, and yeah. if he can stay at West Ham and do that, well, then he has to be regarded in the same group, as I said, of, as those players. The thing is, though, X, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the club are fucking about with Declan, and to a point where it's mm. disrespectful. Mm. I mean, everyone in world football, I think, can see how good Declan is, and I know the ball can see it as well, but put your fucking money where your mouth is. You're the only people that have the power to have a crack at keeping Deck here for the long term. Mm. So fucking do it. Don't mm. fuck about with these silly offers. He's 22. He's an England international. He's the club's captain. He's loved at the club. He is a world-class footballer. Do everything you can to secure that boy for as many years as you can. And do you know what? When you think about it, right, Declan is playing week in, week out, is captain, is playing for his country, is currently sitting fourth in the Premier League, he's playing in Europe. This club is going in the right direction. We're ticking a lot of boxes for a player that that has ambition. Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, you can argue, <clears throat> you know, he wants to win titles, he wants to win cups. Well, he ain't going to win any titles at West Ham. We ain't going to win the Premier League, that's for sure. But we have got a crack at winning the Cups, and we have got a crack at having a real good run in Europe, and he is still only young. So do you know what? For the amount of money you would have to find to find a player that's half as good as Declan, just give him fucking 200 grand a week for six years. Mm. Just do it. Because you know what, right? There, there has been speculation around Deck. I, you know better than I do around solid offers that have come in or solid speculation or agents that have stirred up shit or whatever to try and get in his head. He has been the consummate professional throughout all of this. Not at any point has he ever broken and said, you know what? I'm not going to turn up for training. Fuck it. I'm going to throw my, my toys out the pram. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm bigger than West Ham. It's the other. All he's ever done is give 110% for this football club, played with a smile on his face and led by example, despite the fact that he clearly knows how good he is. And I've got nothing but love and respect for Deck, like every West Ham fan. So mm. do you know what? If the board can replicate how the fans feel, because if the fans own this football club, 
we'd, we'd, we'd have paid him what he wanted. When, you, when you're lucky enough as West Ham United to get a player like Declan playing for you, because mark my words, you know, I say we'll never get a player like Declan again. You never know what the future holds. I don't know when we'll ever get a player like Declan again through the academy, but mm. sure as shit, it'll be a fucking long time. Mm. You have got to make the most of that player and mm. do everything you can to keep hold of him. So mm. why don't you say, do you know what? Even if it affects the budget for next season for buying new players, realistically, Yarmolenko, I mean, he's a, he's a higher paid player at West Ham. Realistically, he'll run his contract out and he'll leave. Boom, you save what? It's the end of, the end of this that. season as well. Oh, and exactly, end of this mm. season. So, boom, you've, you've saved 120 or grand there or whatever it is, for example. Mm. Mm. Whack that on Declan. Do you know what? I would put a blank piece of paper in front of Declan and say, this is how fucking serious I am, Deck. You can become an icon. You can potentially become the next Bobby Moore at West Ham. Mm. That's how much you mean to this football club. And mm. we're going to back you every step of the way. And we'll prove it to you, Deck, because here's a blank contract with my signature already on it. You just put in what you want every week and I'll, I'll, I'll honour it. Mm. Exactly, mate. You know I, mean, I mean, well, this is the thing, and what you've got to think of it. I think David Moyes said it perfectly, you know, and this is why I love. I'm loving the gaffer so much, and and in my eyes now is 100, percent and it's not it's not an argument now. Uh, the best manager we've had since I've been going. Um, yep. You know, like the only person potentially the two that could potentially rival it are Harry Redknapp and Adam Pardew, and, and I don't think they do. Adam Pardew took us up, did well, but first. First season was a bit of a struggle. Second season, we got up just in the playoffs. So then we had a good season, cup final, and then, he, and then it fell apart. Harry Redknapp was, kept us up from relegation, got us fifth in the league and playing some really exciting football. But we never really competed at the very top level um, in terms of you know that one season. But other than that, we were kind of mid-table-ish. Well, this is two seasons now. Where, and he's kept us up twice. So in my eyes, Moyes is, is, is the best manager we've had now. And he said in the week, I don't know if you saw the interview, um, I can't remember what he said, but exactly, but he said something along the lines of um, Declan was available for 100 million in the summer holidays and um, all that in the, in the summer window, I mean, and all those clubs um, have missed out on a bargain. Because uh, so, so yeah. what he's basically implying that he's, he's worth even more now, yeah. and, and yeah. they're not yeah. going to sell him for it. So, yeah. um, and I think, um, and I think that is exactly what what is right. And then the main club that are leading the way for him, so I believe, and I don't think any clubs actually made an offer. So when I say leading the way, I'm talking like making the most noise about him is Manchester United. I mean, fuck me, look what happened to them today. You know, so, <laughs> so like, why, why on earth at the moment would he want to leave us like, where what, he is the you're main right, man? You're right, X. Why would you? Mm. I mean, that is, that is absolutely key, right? Mm. Because you're going to be signing for a manager that ain't going to be there. Let's, yeah. let's be honest, he's on borrowed time. Yeah. So you're signing for a club where actually you don't know who you're going to be playing for. Yeah. You're, you're going to be signing for a club that's full of fucking show ponies yeah. that care more about their fucking TikTok videos than they do about their own fucking football club. Mm. Starman's 36. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, you know, you're playing, in a, 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 let's be honest, their fucking fans are two bobbers. Well, they come from all over the fucking place. They support them because they're Man United rather than it being in their, their DNA like all West Ham fans have. Mm. Really and truly, what? why would you? And I, I, I actually 
can't believe I'm saying this. When you actually listen to the words I'm about to say, it's quite surreal, really. And I also think it's a sign of the times in terms of how far West Ham have come. But the words are, why would you want to sign for Man United when you're at West Ham? Mm. And do you know what? A year, two years, three years ago, that would have been a fucking ridiculous statement. But actually, mm. when you look at where the two clubs are, if you're Declan Rice and you're looked after, that's the key. Because at the moment, he ain't. I, I, he's underpaid for what he does at West Ham. Mm-hmm. If you're looked after financially and, he, and he's on a contract that he deserves and he's comfortable with, why the fuck are you going to look at Man United? Mm, exactly. And and you know the thing is as well with, with, with it all is that um, look at Jesse Lingard. I mean, I don't, did you see the video on Twitter from him, the Man United fans? No. So he's, he's a substitute today, um, or shock, and he's warming up and he's by the corner flag and he just turns around to, I think it's the Stratford end, but I'm not, a, I'm not an expert. And, and he turns around and he's obviously getting abuse from the fans and he turns around <laughs> and says to them, I'm not even on the pitch. You know, why are you, why are you, why are you starting on me? You know, I'm a, I'm a substitute. I'm not even playing you. now. And and I think to myself, you're, a, you're an idiot. I, I understand why you wanted to go mm. back to Manchester United, you know, it was your club and you're from Manchester and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he would be so much more happier if he was still at West Ham now yeah. than if he was at Manchester United. And I would I would go in for him in January and just say, come on, Jesse, second chance here. You forget, get yourself out of this shithole, which is great to say about Manchester United. Get mm. yourself out of this shit show. <clears throat> and come to West Ham, where you will be loved, where you'll be an absolute icon. Um, again, you'll you'll be, you know, he's not going to get in the team to start, unfortunately, no. West Ham, like you said. No. But um, you know, like today, for example, you know, when where you know Ben Rama worked his socks off, and 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 I thought he he was and he he was playing he played well. But I think you know bringing on Lingard, for example, for Ben Rama then would have been a great sub. And eventually, I'd imagine that Jesse would perhaps work his way back into the team or he could be played um as a, a competitor for antonio's position or, or you know the, whatever the case is we we should try and sign lingard back and i think if we get him back as as well the squad gets even stronger and and you can use the example of lingard to Declan. whilst i don't think Declan would be on the subs bench at manchester united he'd obviously be a key player for them because my god if mctomery and fred can establish themselves in that midfield then sh- sure sure that he decked and rice can um but i just i'll just say to him look mate you just don't go you don't need to you're no. loving life at the moment it's not affecting your england career because you're playing every big game in england i mean he's he is one of the first names on the team sheet for england now i think when the manager picks his team he starts off with pickford in goal one, you know, Maguire possibly if he's fair, um, Rice in midfield and then Kane up front. I think he does that spine and then works the rest out from that. So he's he's essential for England. So that, so it's not affecting his international career. The only thing is like as if like you know Manchester City or Liverpool, or Chelsea come in for him at this moment because they are more likely to win the league than us. But even then, do you want to go to a club where you're not? for sure guaranteed to be the star there whereas if he's at West Ham you know he's forever going to be an absolute icon and 
even if he leaves West Ham in January, he'll still be remembered as a legend for us. That very, very fondly, but mm. how much of a legend does he want to be? And, and it's a tough decision for him because he does have to weigh up. The fact he could pretty much play for everyone, but I still think, give it two, three years, he's still only 25 then. And if West Ham haven't progressed, uh, you know, at all, and this is just a couple of seasons, flash in the pan or whatever, then maybe look to move. But why leave when things are so good right now? Apart from the, the fact that you've alluded to that he's not paid enough. But yeah, I mean, every, everything is just so good about the team at the moment. Like, I look through that squad and there's not one player I think, ah, they're a bit ropey. Mm. You know, not certainly mm. that this featured regularly anyway. The only thing that worries me, and it worries every West Ham fan, is that we, if Antonio gets injured, we're in trouble. That's the yeah. only thing that really worries me about this squad. Um, and then if you signed a forward or Lingard in January, then that would fix that problem because Bowen's done all right up front as well. So, so yeah, but I'd mate, I'm just absolutely buzzing about today. Everything's just so great. The fact that it's against them as well makes it even better. You know, our rivals again, we've beaten them. We're getting a really healthy record against them in recent years as well. Um, and it's just, and it's just so, it's just so good, 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 good times. And like, you know, just, just wow like you know i've had like, people know and i've i've used this podcast as almost therapy by saying it you know people know that i've been through a difficult couple of years really difficult and it's still throwing further challenges at me as as the the weeks go by but but having west ham and having this platform like we have in the events like we have as well to be able to do stuff with this club that so positively and talk about it so positively and experience such positivity is massive, massive for me psychologically. And I'm sure it's doing the same for, for many other um, fans out there as well. So it's just, it's just great. I, I messaged a, a, a player on uh, um, earlier that played today. Uh, I'm not going to say who, um, but I just, and we, and we only, and I only, I don't really know them that well, but um, I know them well enough to drop the on message to you and I just, said mate thank you for today absolutely buzzing superb performance i loved it um you know just like thank you like for you and the lads contributions to what is just such a great time to be a west ham fan and they're all so like like modest about it they're like yeah like well they say like yeah loving it brilliant what an atmosphere it was today let's push on even further and that's what i love like no matter which one you say it to it's always like but yes let's push on so they're not resting on their their laurels and they're, they're determined to make something from it rather than milking it as it is now and they may be falling away i love the fact they're still saying let's kick on even further yeah and, and I think David Moyes has to take massive credit for that. Oh, because hugely, it, you know, and, and how many times, X, have we said on this podcast during some of the darker times since we left Upton Park that this team lacks a winning mentality? Yeah. And that is something that David Moyes has instilled in these boys. And it's funny, you know, when he joined West Ham and he, he said those famous words, you know, win, that's what I do, yeah. I win. 
every man and his dog fucking laughed at him. I think yeah. even I winced when he said it. Yeah. But that's exactly what he's fucking done. And I'll yeah. tell you what, as he put a middle finger up at everyone, myself included, that ever fucking knocked him. Because oh, that yeah. geezer's come in and he has transformed West Ham. Well, his stock value now. If you oh. look at if you look at any manager in that league now, you would say he's got to be one of the most desirable ones there. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously you got Pep, but then Pep's always works with huge budgets and big teams. Klopp's obviously done wonderful uh, wonderful things at Liverpool. Um, you know, Chelsea, two shells come in and done well for them. But when you look around realistically, and these guys, those managers are paid fucking shitloads and have a massive budget as well. When you look at what what he's actually achieved, you know, in a club our size and the position that we're in with the budget that he's been given, mm. it is nothing sort of short of sensational. You yeah. know, and he's done exactly what he's done at West Ham with what he did at Everton, which is where he made his name. But I would go as far as to say he's done better at West Ham because I think our team now would beat his best team at Everton. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I think I think you know, luckily he's what fifty-seven, is he, or something? So he's still got um, a good ten years left or so. Um, so hopefully within those ten years, if he stays at West Ham, which I can see no reason that he shouldn't, we'll be able to. He'll actually start to have recognised trophies on his CV because, as far as I'm aware, apart from Charity Shield, maybe and stuff, he hasn't actually won <laughs> any major trophies, despite being you know very, very good, consistent manager. So. So let's hope he can start adding some of those trophies to to his time because you know in modern day football as well managers don't last more than two three years but if he stays mm. another 10 or so at West Ham which I hope he does on what I know of him now then he could be going go down up there with the likes of Lyle um, you know mm. and, oh, and yeah. Greenwood and stuff as, as West Ham icon himself in terms of management and I just love everything about him I love the fact that he's you know he seems to know when to dig players out and when to praise players he seems to know when to like hype them up and when to play them down he seems to man manage them well I love the fact he's got a great backroom staff there that to me is just so important and why other managers I know they probably believe they have done it by bringing in certain people but they you you, you look at the, what he's brought into that club, you know, in terms of the backroom staff, the goalkeeping coach is already there, but they kept him because he's so highly rated. Then you've got an, a football, English football legend and a, a, a player with management experience and has played and won Hammer of the Year for the club in yeah. Stuart, Stuart Pierce. You've then got Kevin Nolan, who's also managed Notts County and Leighton Orient, as well as captaining this club and being very, very important and has that leadership quality. Then you've got Nevin, who um, is called into the England setup because his technical coaching is so highly rated. And then you've got um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Scottish McKinley. You've got him who, you know, again, has had uh, experience at a higher level, again, a, a leader and a winner. Um, and I just think he's just recruited so well in that in that area. And, and then the signings, the signings he's made, again, it's that mentality. It's just, it's just so important. And whilst we'll talk about my personal situation a little bit later, myself, when I've recruited people in my 
my both as a as a football coach like in the past when I've done football coaching but also as in my profession I have to recruit people that I work with and for me it's always about mentality how they come across as people can I see myself and my other staff working with them can I see them committing themselves to me and buying into everything I'm trying to do and that is it as is as if not more important than than anything else mm. and um, and I love the fact that he does that and it's all sort of management leadership psychology and I think if he ever wanted to like Alex Ferguson does boys could give talks at universities and conferences on the art of you know leadership and stuff because i think he shows all of those traits yeah how is it going as a drug baron these days all right uh, yeah really well like if you get the right runners for you you know they've got to have the right like mentality they've got to believe in you they've got to they've got to respect you yeah the, then it then it goes well you know county lines i'm sit perfectly where i live i've got hertfordshire <laughs> essex kent all sorts of places nearby and you know i sit there with my cuban cigars as i am now looking at my empire and thinking i've cracked it <laughs> So yeah, well, thanks, mate. <laughs> well, the Patreons voted Declan Rice as man of the match with thirty four percent. Kurt Zuma in second place, as we both mm. agreed, was fantastic. He got twenty eight percent of the vote, followed by Creswell in third with fourteen percent. Wow. Um, what, what did Johnson and Fabianski get? Because I would have said they should have been right up there as well. Yeah, I'm. Do you know what? I'm not sure what Fabianski got. I'll have to revisit that. I know Ben Johnson got twelve percent, so he was there or thereabouts. He was there or thereabouts. For me, it was between. I don't. I don't disagree with those at all. For me, it was between yeah, Zuma, Fabianski, Cresswell, Johnson, and um, Rice. Uh, would find it very hard to choose. I think if I, I think I voted myself because I did it when I was. Because I write that, I do that poll, yes. and I just vote for vote for it as soon as I've done it. I yeah. think from memory, I put Johnson just because again he's a young lad, and I wanted to sort of acknowledge the fact how well he's doing. But I can't, I couldn't argue with Rice either. But I mean, re- technically, really, Rice should win man of the match every single week because he's so yeah. good every single week, and mm. and then that would be a little bit boring. I still say he was robbed of Hammer of the Year last year, and oh, you'll never change my mind on that because he's performed performances was like this last year um and you know and he should have been hammer of the year last year and i know you didn't agree with me and lots of others didn't hence why he wasn't although i do think there's a conspiracy theory behind that but that's for another show um but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah i am um, it was it, he's yeah it's like categorically the um, um always up there it'd be interesting because for hammer of the year at the moment if he was to choose right now i say he's obviously up there but I think he'd have competition now from Zuma. I think he'd have competition from Cresswell. Mm. I mean, he'd have competition from Ben Rama. Um, so it'd be interesting. But once again, he would be right up there, definitely. Yeah. I'll tell you one one of the many things I loved about this game today was that they rested their yeah. first yeah. 11. Yeah. Not one, two, three, four, five, like we did against Genk. They rested every single fucking one of their starting 11 because they wanted to win today so much. And yet it's our cup final, apparently. Yeah, I know. Well, they fucking lost their cup final today. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. And, um, oh my God, the New York Giants won three. I know this is going to bore you, but I have to say it. We just won <laughs> three 25. Which is, that's, that's as rare as rocking all shit, oh, actually. Mate, 
a West Ham and a New York Giants win. My <laughs> it's God. the best weekend ever. <laughs> I told you, if Carlsberg did weekend, <laughs> I, so, so I quit my job on Friday, which I am sad about because I did love my job, but I, I have officially left my job as of Are you going to talk about that then, yeah? Well, I, I thought I might as well mention it because th- people are going to start seeing a lot more from us, hopefully. There's a numerous reasons behind that. Um, numerous reasons. One being that I need to support my family more and I need to be at home more. And I think psychologically and physically, I haven't been around as much to support my family. There are other factors, but that's the main factor. So I'll explain a bit more later. But that's that's that happened on Friday. And I am sad about that. So that's not necessarily a bonus, but it happened. Then I met with my idol this morning. And what a Thanks, legend. Mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I also met with Julian Dix. And it's just great. You know, you've been so wonderful to me, mate. You, everything, you do, everything you do is so amazing. And, uh, and, 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 and Julian as well. Like, you know, when, yeah. you, when, you, when you meet him, like, you know, they always say you should never meet your heroes because um, you're always disappointed. But if anything, I would say Julian is a better bloke than I'd even imagined him oh. to be. He's such a nice guy. And, you know, what is a, a sign I'm going to say of a really nice guy is that, you know, we did the event with him and he and he went out of his way to text both um, you and yes. I to yeah. say thank you and how much he enjoyed it and stuff and not many ex-players do that and and he did and you know he's just yeah genuinely a top bloke so that went really well the event was really a success all the people that attended were mm. you know on point and top blokes and top lasses and stuff and it was yeah really really good then we go and beat Spurs like that and buzzing from that and then to see the New York Giants win 25 free to make that's big I know you don't understand NFL <laughs> but that's like the equivalent of West Ham winning like four or five Oh, that's a that's a massive wow. win, and because we've only won one game this season, that's huge. And so, wow, <laughs> like literally, what else is going to happen? You know, I might even get laid tonight. You know, it's, it's been about four years. But... <laughs> I'm only a text message away. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's all it's all it's all good. Happy days, mate. Wow. It, do you know what? And it really does feel like that, doesn't it? You're absolutely right. And do you know what? One thing that I'm really proud of that we've achieved and I think we have achieved it is, you know, in West Ham circles, in the West Ham world, in West Ham social media, it's a fucking jungle. Mm. And in a jungle, you get all sorts of animals involved. Mm. But with us, we've condensed what we do Mm. with Patreon. And we've essentially said, if you buy into what we do and you enjoy what we do, come and join us, come and be part of the family. Mm. And those people do it. They invest in us and God bless them. We love them for that. But by doing that, we filtered out the shit and we've actually created a really fantastic community of people. Mm. And honestly, the patrons we've got from every man to every woman, they're such good people, genuinely good people. Yeah. And that trips over to the events. I mean, you know, you look at that environment today and every single person there, there's no agenda to them. There's no fucking toss pots. They're just people that love West Ham love a laugh, love a drink, and just go to these events and have a smile on their face. They get it. You know, they understand what it's all about, a match day, the passion, the excitement, the love for West Ham. And I just think, you know what? If we do nothing else, if this was to end tomorrow for me and you, I look back at, you know, Patreon and and our events, and I think, you know what? We've done all right there. We've Mm. created a real community with those different platforms 
and I, I, it was just a joy. And, and you talk about that event today. And do you know what? It's, it's really interesting because you get this, I think, with our extra time shows. Sometimes when you ask a question that triggers a certain answer that, that sometimes even we don't expect. And that happens at the event as well, where a player unexpectedly opens up. And it's a real special moment. And with someone like Dixie, like Dixie is so, it's funny with Dixie, you know, because if you don't know him, he can come across as a certain way and you don't really know how to take him. But actually he is just literally black and white. What you see is what you get. You know, he'll tell it how it is. He is who he is. And he'll say it as it is. And one one point in that um, event today, when someone asked him a question about his, his injury, mm. I think that ultimately ended his career. It was a real poignant moment, actually. You know what I'm going to say is when he yeah. answered, when he said about, you know, I, he, he really opened up, didn't he? He said, you know, I really struggled. I really struggled. And and no one sees it. No one's. And, and it, it makes you think, do you know what? There are human beings behind these superstar footballers that we grew up adoring, you know? Mm. And he said that he was he was on the verge of alcoholism mm. with, with this problem. You know, he, he was at a real, real, real low point. And I, I don't know, you'd look at certain questions and interviews and conversations and it really opens people up as to who they really are. And that, that for me is the beauty of these events and these extra time shows that we do is just getting to know the person more. We all know the player. We all love the player. But to get to know them more as a person, that's where the gold dust is in these interviews, whether it's yeah. Waldy doing it or us doing it on these shows, you know? Yeah. And well, um, it, was, it was brilliant today. Uh, do you know what, X? For, for different reasons, I think today was up there with one of the best of them, you know, the event. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think that's a fair comment. I agree with you. And and the, and people that were at the event were obviously lucky to witness it firsthand, but I actually recorded many of Julian's answers uh, yeah. whilst being a little bit distracted by various things going on. <laughs> but uh, you'll see that, what, what I mean, by the filming of them but I but I did record quite a lot of these answers and hopefully I'll be able to sort of show to people when I upload them to Patreon um quite how how good it was and, and how honest he was but I, as I said to to Julian when I texted him back uh, um after he texted me and I said to him like thank you mate and I just said listen you're perfect for these things because you know you're you're funny you're interesting and you're honest and that's what West Ham fans fans want um and and you know like you say it is great to get to, to, to know these people on that basis and and something that I think is really good that Patreon has done for me as well is that you know everyone knows that I can be a bit sensitive and that's probably an understatement to some of the abuse that I've got and, and, and stuff like that um, but actually today someone tried it on and it wasn't even something that I'd posted on Patreon it was something I think you'd posted but someone tried it on about um, about something and, and I looked at it and I thought you pathetic little i'm not even gonna swear because like, i can't think of a strong enough word for them and i just ignored it and it didn't even bother me it just and i and i really? love the yeah i didn't even reply didn't even acknowledge it didn't even block them and i just thought you're that pathetic that i don't you're not even gonna warrant even acknowledging that i've seen it and um you know obviously <laughs> this it's and i think that's what patreon's done because it's made me appreciate that yeah there are the odd idiot out there but what we've got now is a community of people that are actually really good blokes really um and girls sorry i keep saying blokes but we do have a lot of female um patrons as well um and and it's um 
it, and it's just great. And like you said, I feel very proud of that. I'm very proud of being a West Ham fan right now and be able to sort of hopefully, like we did with Dixie today, bring some of these legends and icons to people's homes, whether it be through mm. the event, through the interviews, through the webinars that we're hoping to start launching soon, where you guys, you basically control it. Dave and I will be there, but you ask the questions and the, and the guests will answer it. So you'll get your opportunities to yeah. do what we've been um lucky enough to do for a few years now so i think yeah it's just really good and, and long may it continue and you know life is short you get one crack at it and stuff and and making these sorts of memories and doing these sorts of things is certainly meaning that uh it's an enjoyable one right now um on that front definitely yeah well you were there today I wasn't. Yeah. I watched it on telly, but from mm. what I could hear, their fans were fucking shit. I, I mean, even I didn't hear a peep out of them. No, was, mate. That the, was that the case? Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't even at one point. Right at one point, and I, I know this sounds like a weird thing to say because you obviously know that there's away fans there, but I think it was after about twenty five minutes. I thought to myself, I haven't even looked at them. So like where I sit, I pretty much sit on the halfway line in the in the Billy Bond stand, and I'm about sort of halfway i guess up in the bit from the, in the lower tier of the billy bond stand and i kind of look so i look diagonally across and they're in my eye line and usually i notice the away fans i usually notice them quite quickly um, i certainly noticed the uh the rapid vienna ones um the other day yeah, and yeah. you know and i proper and fans i, I yeah, like exactly. that. i like them i, like I know them lot, i noticed actually. the i noticed the gink fans and you know i yeah. noticed i remember noticing brent um Brentford, I always have to pause. Like, always, you always, always do it, don't you? I always, because I always go to say Brentwood. It's like great. <laughs> so I have to like, stop myself. Um, and um, yeah, and. And and I didn't and I thought after about twenty five minutes I suddenly thought I haven't even noticed if there's Spurs fans actually at this game and I kind of looked over just to sort of check that they were there and yeah I just I, I honestly don't recall hearing anything from them and that is just absolutely pathetic you know like West Ham go to our rivals whether it be them or Chelsea or you know mm-hmm. heaven forbid when we play Millwall if we ever do in the league um it, it um you know West Ham fans there. I mean, you know, West Ham fans are at any game um, away from home. And, um, but the fact that they're at their rival, well, they were claiming we're not their rivals, but really, we all know it was their cup final. They're mm. at their cup final and they didn't even see. I mean, my goodness, I've said this before. If Tottenham got relegated, oh. I, ge- I genuinely believe their stadium would have like five, 6,000 in it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. they're just I such fickle fans. I'll tell you, they're fucking too, Bob. Yeah. When I heard, I got a couple of Arsenal mates, right? And they were there when they were beating Tottenham 3-0. When he said they were fucking walking out in their droves yeah. after 47 minutes of 3-0 down. I'm telling you now, West Ham could be 20-0 down. You'll never get West Ham fans walking out on an away day. I mean, look yeah. at your first ever... I away know. day in inverted commas X. It's fucking, we lost an FA Cup semi final 4 1. And all, uh, four, sorry, 4 0. Mm. And all you could hear was Billy Bonds' Claret and Blue Army. Yeah, but for exactly. fucking 90 minutes. That That is West Ham. When I you look know. at Tottenham, they're so fucking too bob, it's unbelievable. Mm. Fucking scumbags, absolute scumbags. And they are one of those clubs that everyone universally hates, don't they? 
I think so. I mean, that's why the song Tottenham Get Battered is like yeah. has a double meaning, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Because uh, obviously it's odd and off the pitch. And I, I think I think they just they are one of those teams that just are not liked by by many. You know, you don't get many fans that say, Oh, I support I know Everton, but I've got a soft spot for Tottenham. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't happen, does it? That just doesn't happen, you know. No. Whereas you know, that does happen with other clubs. Um, and I, I just think I just think, like I said, Facebook, as I say, I've said it, I think I said it last week, but I don't use Facebook very often. And, and as I say, I've got friends on there that I haven't seen for like 25 years. And, and we're probably, if I actually saw them in person, we'd probably try and keep my head down and keep walking and not say anything to them, which is the stupid thing about Facebook for a lot of it. But I, I forget what teams half the people I'm friends with on their support because yeah. you know, I never talk to them. I don't have any dialogue with them. But whenever Tottenham do something like they beat West Ham or they well they got to Champions League final didn't they a couple of years ago um, mm-hmm. that you suddenly you're like my God I didn't even know you supported Spurs wow you support Spurs or you do as well and yeah. then for, and then for the rest of it they go vanishing like, I guarantee if I go on to Facebook now there won't be one Tottenham fan referencing the fact they'd been there or they were disappointed or something but you know full well had they won it'd be all over Facebook all yeah. over it yeah and that's yeah. what i can't stand about them yeah I, I totally like for me they've got all the arrogance of the arsenal fans without the success yeah definitely exactly and that's why whilst i wouldn't say you know i'm obviously not an arsenal fan uh, but i would say that um i would say that i i don't mind arsenal purely because they um they uh you know have always kept spurs in their place as their biggest yeah. rival and always been mm-hmm. better than them yeah, yeah, totally, mate, totally. I mean, as much as I hate Tottenham, and, I, and you know me, I fucking hate Tottenham. Do you? you? Did, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure about that. There might have been one or two clues along the way over the few I mean, years. that video you did after the game today, I mean, what, why were you so calm and diplomatic? I've, I always think to myself, go on, Dave, just just push it a bit further. Let people well, know what you really think. Do you know, do you know, do you know what was funny, though? Do you know what was funny? At the event today, one of the patrons come up to me. He said, do you know the one thing that has to come back? I said, go on. He said, your post-match reactions. He said, got to he said you've got to do one today. And I said, well, do you know what? If we win, I will. If we if we don't win, there's no fucking chance. Because I'll, I'll be I'll be raised. I won't be in a good headspace to do one. So he said, all right, fair enough. And uh, I stuck to my word. I said, yeah, okay, mate, I've got to do it. And um, that was just pure passion, mate. I, I, I think I think every West Ham fan can resonate with that. You know, what I mean? oh yeah, definitely. Did you see the poll that I put? I see. I I listened to your um your uh, video by then, but did you see the poll that I put on straight after that? No, no. Just, just the question was, um, what happens to Tottenham everywhere they go? And then I just <laughs> I just put the t- two options of they get battered, they get battered, <laughs> and it's uh, it's I think everyone was just um, just feeling that, and you know it it. <laughs> it's just a real a real yeah just 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 amazing man a real, yeah. a real good a real good feeling and it's very hard to to not feel absolutely delighted after after that and yeah great great times but that said you did see something after the game that, that was a bit piss poor didn't you yeah like it's i don't yeah, I did. And I wasn't going to mention it, but seeing as you've said it, you know, I'll mention it. Like, I was, I was walking. So I found a, a way to, to get 
out of the ground quite quickly because obviously when we do the events basically I drive down to my parents because they live quite near to O'Neill's in Leytonstone and then you pick me up from my parents drive me to, to the event and then I either get the train or get an, an uber to the ground uh, and then on the way back i get an uber to my parents to get my car um anyway so i go near pudding lane station and to get there you have to walk along the sort of viaduct whatever it's called the bridge and you sort of cross the opposition fans and what and i was with my dad and one thing I said to my dad at the time was, when you go to Tottenham away, you have to walk through massive sink, like police lines before you can break out into the the open world, so to speak, when you're an away fan. But at this at this game here, you, the Tottenham fans were just steaming one direction, West Ham fans were steaming the other direction. And I said to my dad, this is a bit... You know, something could happen here. Anyway, I'm walking behind some lads, and there was a little kid with them who I would say was probably six, maybe six or seven, possibly, um, walking, holding one of these blokes' hands. And then um, another bloke that was in the same group just suddenly went, I'm going to batter a Spurs fan like that. And he just said it, and I was kind of thought like, I heard it and I didn't really think much of it and stuff. And then him and one other fella just ran over to these two blokes that were um, happened to be walking. They weren't, they weren't doing anything. They weren't in Spurs kits. They weren't singing these Spurs songs or anything. They were just walking. And then he just walked up to the side of him. So the guy didn't even see him and just clumped him around the head and knocked him to the ground. And the guy just fell down and was smacked his head against the um, uh, road and kind of like um, was out cold only for, not for long but for about maybe four or five seconds and then they tried and his mate was like whoa, whoa 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 what's going on here what's going on here and then they tried to get him but he sort of kind of managed to get away a bit and then another fan just kind of said like what are you you know what are you doing what what have they done to you and it, it just left a bit of bitter taste in my mouth because I thought you know I'd, I'm not into violence at all I, I, really but I understand that Tottenham West Ham have that rivalry if there was Tottenham fans giving it to the West Ham fans and goading then I wouldn't have I wouldn't really thought anything of it, but to see to see that and and to do it in front of a child as well, just didn't sit very well for, with me really. Which is yeah, a shame. Was I a mean shame. The, the only reason I wanted to bring it up X is because I think it's important. Because if anyone's listening to this and and they think about following suit, I just I just think it's fucking bang out of order. You know, and it I really, think it actually really upset me. I almost, I almost, and you know, I wouldn't because they would probably would have turned on me. I almost, and I started to walk over that way. I almost went over and said, Wait, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, and almost mm. got involved and tried to, to break it up. But you know, I was with my dad, who's like, he went into his 70s and was struggling to walk and stuff. And I just couldn't really yeah. face having myself knocked out as well. I was like, no, no, I understand, but you know, at the end of the day, it's. It's just fucking piss poor. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, the fact that the kid was there and would have witnessed it as well. It, it, there, are, there are just fucking rules to this sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I mean, mm. look, it, you know, I'm not condoning violence, but if, if you are going to, if you do, if you do want it at football, then at least find people that are like-minded. I agree. You know, and, and they're up for it as well. Because those are the, the people that <clears throat> should be having it together. You know what mm. I mean? Not, not mm. people that are just trying to get home to their families and, you know, they've got a little kid with them as well. I mean, what the fuck possesses someone oh, to that... do that to someone in front of a kid that would witness everything? Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's just, 
It's just fucking, it's just muggy, isn't it? You know, know. It's, it's, it's fucking stupid. And we're better than that. And that's saying. what I thought. And, and to be fair, I mean, I was looking at the fella that, that threw the punch. He, he's, I mean, in fairness, he knocked him down and he knocked him out. So you could argue it was a good punch. The guy didn't even know he was there. The no. guy, he ran no. at him from the side. I mean, what sort of achievement is that? If you're taking a freeze punch at someone on the side or back of their head without them even knowing you're there, even just the shock value of just be walking along talking to your mate and then boom it's probably going to knock you over anyway because you you're not expecting it and stuff so so to then take a sort of victory from that and and they walked off and the guy wasn't doing anything and and at that time there was no evidence he was even a Tottenham fan you know, he wasn't mm. he wasn't shouting anything. He wasn't doing anything. He was just walking along. And I thought to myself, you know, that could have actually been a West Ham. I think he probably was a Tottenham fan because then when some other people got involved, they're like, why are you doing this? Just because we support different teams and stuff. Um, and, and so I think they probably were Spurs fans. But nonetheless, there was no evidence of it. You know, and, and that could have just been some bloke, like I said, that's going home to his kids that evening, done like, wanted to watch his football team, kept his head down, walking home to the station and then you've ran out of nowhere and smacked him around the back of the head and and the guy that did it I mean I don't want to sort of set myself up for a fight with him there but I think if he'd picked on someone that was actually up for it and was actually ready to come at him I'm not looking at him sure he wouldn't have been knocked out himself so it's even more muggy to take a cheap shot like that mm. and then run off from it but yeah. you know and it was sad to see really sad to see because yes like we clearly you and I don't like Spurs and stuff but as you rightly said if you're gonna do that sort of thing and I think even like you know the ICF um, had that code didn't they you know they wouldn't go and on the train and then start on random people that no, were looking for it yeah. then that was actually frowned upon doing that they'd start on likewise people which is why the hooligans hooligan firms arrange to meet each other so that they right. know that so that they know mm. they're targeting the inverted mm-hmm. commas right people so yeah it was it was sad and as i said i told you afterwards because it just kind of put a bit of a a, a disappointing end to me at the for me at the end and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i understand our rivalry more than the next man i i can't stand it i've been at tottenham you now i'll put it the other way i it was the semi uh, not semi final uh, the a league cup when Bobby Zamora actually scored for Spurs against us. So we must be talking. And I think Robbie Stockdale randomly made his debut for, for them, uh, for us. I mean, in that cup um, game. And I remember walking to that game and I was walking along with West Ham fans um, and there was no singing or if it was just walking to the game and then a load of Tottenham fans just steamed into us. and were just like, like beating the crap out of random people basically so it's it works two ways but like like you said it's just just disappointing to see really yeah yeah totally i mean again i wasn't at the game today but you said that some of their fans were trying to break into the um, home section. I, saw that I mean, if you're going to slap some cunt, fucking slap them cunts. Give them well, a yeah. good kick in. That's no fucking problem. But Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I mean, I didn't see it firsthand, but there's some videos on Twitter where the sort of the there's a metal segregation between the two fans and you can see them trying to break through. And that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, if they're clearly doing that, then <laughs> by all means, give it back. But not to random people just walking to the station or whatever that don't even know you're there. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. absolutely. Uh, well, we spoke about the pre-match event today and it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Really, for me, he's right up there with one of the best. And I know X agrees. Mm. And the next one 
is on Sunday, the 7th of November, where the special guest for the live Q&A will be Tony Gow. Now, with Tony, um, I'm sure you'll agree, X. I mean, he's so funny. I mean, oh, he, he can host it. He can guest it. He can take the piss. He can, you know, he, he, he's Tony's brilliant. I mean, honestly, you don't want to miss this. Uh, you're guaranteed a laugh. So we'll put the guest list out on Patreon shortly for that. And if you want to come, then obviously put your names down like you did with the Julian event. You won't want to miss it. So that's Sunday, the 7th of November. And trust me, you want to be there for that. It's going to be a good crack, that. And that's before the Liverpool game. Right, OK, let's see what X has to say this week. X, the man in the know. He keeps you in bombs on rain or snow. His opinion is in demand. There ain't another ITK that I can stand. To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the West Ham Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham Way Podcast Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise, and behind-the-scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement-making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey, Becky, do you like this beat? Mm, I'm into faster stuff lately, like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. What about this, then? Powerful, just like Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Requires compatible Xfinity gateway. Limited quantities available. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.